You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills. All using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live-fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. A security incident at AirGrid, a misconfigured server in Texas, and a demonstration of photovoltaic system hacking prompt PowerGrid security concerns. Updates on the Mandiant employee hack. Mr. Smith holds HBO for ransom, but says no, he's really a good guy. The shipping industry looks for GPS backup capability, and shippers not hit by NotPetya enjoy an increase in business. Google patches 10 Android remote code execution vulnerabilities, and NIST issues a cybersecurity workforce framework. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Tuesday, August 8, 2017. It's come to light that Irish power utility AirGrid sustained a security breach earlier this year. Apparently, a man in the middle attack through Vodafone's direct Internet access service. It was a data collection operation, not an attack on power distribution itself, but the incident is attributed to an unspecified state-sponsored hacker, and it's worth noting that attacks on Ukraine's power grid were preceded by collection. So whether this is battle space preparation or a more ordinary intelligence service sweeping in what's there to be swept up remains to be seen. And of course, infrastructure is vulnerable to more obvious, less exotic risks as well, including the now familiar issue of inadvertently exposed databases. UpGuard's Chris Vickery found a misconfigured rsync server that exposed customer data involving critical infrastructure for the city of Austin, Texas, and such private companies as Dell, Oracle, and Texas Instruments. The server is maintained by Power Quality Engineering. The data exposed, Vickery said, includes schematics, plans, and, of course, credentials. We've seen reports on the vulnerability of solar power systems to hacking. Recent reports that solar power systems were vulnerable to attack are on one obvious level unsurprising. Why should solar be immune to attacks when coal, diesel, nuclear, wind, and hydropower generation systems aren't? The answer, of course, is that solar systems are themselves connected to the grid. And unless you're truly living off the grid, in that fishing camp you've retired to and the Aleutians say, well, you may not be interested in solar systems, but a hacked solar system might be interested in you. Research into vulnerabilities in SMA solar systems shows that a successful attack could well cascade across the grid as a whole. 
The research conducted by Willem Westerhoff, a security engineer at ITSEC Security Services in Amsterdam, took as its starting point the increasing number of photovoltaic installations on the grid, their high degree of internet connectivity, and the interconnection of the power distribution system itself. The European grid has over 90 gigawatts of photovoltaic capacity in it, causing that capacity to fluctuate suddenly could induce load-balancing issues that could severely disrupt the grid as a whole. Westerhoff also says the vulnerabilities he disclosed still haven't been patched. It can be a challenge to keep your business-critical applications patched and up-to-date. The folks at Onapsis Research Labs provide intelligence on Oracle and SAP security threats. We spoke with their chief technology officer, Juan Pablo Perez Echegoyen, about vulnerabilities affecting Oracle business-critical applications. This is not an SAP problem. It's a problem of the business-critical applications because all these applications are very complex with proprietary protocols, uh, heavily integrated, heavily customized, very critical. And we started researching on Oracle eBusiness Suite and a new research project that we started early this year. uh, We went deeper into Oracle eBusiness Suite and identified a lot of uh, different vulnerabilities. Uh, One of the most critical uh, vulnerabilities that was patched by Oracle in the latest CPU uh, was an arbitrary reports download or arbitrary download of of files from the business suite. We were able to go deeper into the web uh, interface and understanding how it works, which are the components. um, And because of that, uh, we were able to identify multiple uh, vulnerabilities. And overall, we reported over 250 already to Oracle. And what has Oracle's response been to your reporting? Have there been patches issued? Well, this specific issue that I was mentioning was patched. A lot of the issues that we reported were patched. They are still uh, working on other issues as well. Uh, But yeah, they have been, uh, actually they have been very responsive in these specific vulnerabilities. We reported them in April and in July, there was already a patch for this one and some others as well. Uh, I assume they take this very seriously because of the, the nature of the application, how critical it is, and also how critical these vulnerabilities are. And so you've discovered these vulnerabilities through your research. Was there any Mm -hmm. sense that any of these vulnerabilities were being exploited in the wild? Well, that's the hardest part of of all this, right? It's very challenging to identify if someone is actually abusing of those vulnerabilities in the wild. We have not seen any evidence, uh, but that doesn't mean that they are not being exploited. And so for those people out there who are using some of these Oracle applications, what's your advice to them? We understand that the patching uh, process in business critical applications is really complex. Most of the times they do not even get the the change management windows or, or they get a very small time frame to do changes. But despite that, the recommendation is to apply the patches. Right? Go back to your DBA teams and, and make sure they understand how critical these vulnerabilities are and, and how important it is to be up to date in in the in these applications in terms of patching. That's Juan Pablo Perez Echegochen. You can see why most of his friends just call him JP. He's from Onapsis. To follow up on the story of the 31337 Group's hack of a Mandiant employee, corporate parent FireEye's investigation appears to confirm its initial take on the incident. It appears to have affected one employee's online accounts, and any damage seems to have been limited and now contained. 
A tip of the hat, by the way, to Jason Filippo at the Grumpy Old Geeks podcast for pointing out that 31337 translates to elite in hacker speak. Of course it does. HBO is falling, or so Mr. Smith would have everyone believe. More Game of Thrones material has been released, and the attacker's motive has come into clearer focus. They're asking for millions in extortion payment from HBO. A letter from the hackers, they sign as Mr. Smith says, quote, Our demand is clear and non-negotiable. We want, and the amount has been redacted, dollars to stop leaking your data. HBO spends $12 million for market research and $5 million for GOT7 advertisements. So consider us another budget for your advertisements. End quote. Well, that's one way of thinking about it, we suppose. Mr. Smith also says, implausibly, that it's not about the money, that they wish HBO all the best and just want to become the cable giant's partner. Their claim of white hat status is, of course, not being taken seriously. The incident remains under FBI investigation and most observers think the most damaging leak has been that of the script to an as-yet-unreleased episode of Game of Thrones. The shipping industry continues to experience material effects from the NotPetya infestation that spread outward from Ukraine beginning this past June. Not all those effects, however, have been bad ones. At least one shipper, German package delivery outfit DHL, was not hit by the malware epidemic and has seen an increase in its business as frustrated customers shift their trade from infected shippers to DHL. The maritime shipping industry is concerned about the vulnerabilities of GPS and is looking to re-establish manual navigation as a backup should GPS suddenly turn unreliable. GPS represents an attractive target for cyber attack by criminals, hacktivists, or nation-states. And even as efforts to harden it proceed, the logistics sector seems to be preparing for the worst in the form of regaining various old-fashioned kinds of navigational expertise. Google issued its August Android update yesterday. The fixes patched 10 critical remote code execution bugs. In the U.S., NIST has released its new cybersecurity workforce framework, Special Publication 800-181 was circulated yesterday. The goal of the framework, developed by NIST-led National Initiative for Cybersecurity Education, or NICE, is to promote cyber workforce development. The NICE framework establishes a common, consistent lexicon to describe cybersecurity work by category, specialty area, and work role. It also provides a list of knowledge, skills, abilities, and tasks for each such work role. It's hoped that the framework will help foster the emergence of clear training, education, and career paths for cybersecurity. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use with zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. 
Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. And joining me once again is Joe Kerrigan. He's from the Johns Hopkins University Information Security Institute. Joe, welcome back. Hi, Dave. All right, so we are going to wade into a conspiracy theory. I love conspiracy theories. Are <laughs> I, we talking about chemtrails? No, no. that's my favorite. Uh, no, no, no. It's not chemtrails. <laughs> it's, not, it's not Bigfoot. It's not nothing. But, okay. But, okay, so here's the, here's the scenario. You're having a conversation with a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are not logged into your any computer or anything like that, and you're just talking about something. You're talking about some product that, that you might be interested in, and immediately after that, you start seeing ads for that product. Uh-huh. Odd. Because it's, it's interesting, because yesterday I had this conversation with another person as well. Yep. Who, uh, Me too, actually. <laughs> she was saying that she has noticed a, a trend in her advertising that it has to do with uh, conversations things she's not necessarily searched for. Everybody knows when you search for something on Google or when you use Gmail. Um, right, that or Facebook. You, or Facebook, you start getting targeted ads. But what she has said she's noticed, and I've noticed this too, and, and apparently you've noticed, is that yep. things that you've discussed in conversation are now coming up in ad engines. And the, right. you're pointing to a conspiracy theory mindset, but it's certainly not outside the realm of possibility, right? It's not. And so... Google and Facebook deny that they're doing this. Of course, we know that our devices are capable of listening to us. That's right. how, you know, the things like when you're summoning you know, things like Siri and Alexa and so forth, they always have to be monitoring sound for for that to work. They have to be listening. Right? So it's within the realm of possibility. There was actually a story in the BBC about this where um, they contacted some researchers who they sort of spun up an app in a couple of days that was a proof of concept that this sort of thing could happen. Right. You could set, they were using an Android phone, and it could listen and not use a lot of battery power and send the things that it heard to a nearby PC that, that could then be used to target ads and so forth. But, right, but all you need to do is just upload it to some cloud service, and right. you've but got it. What I'm skeptical about is this seems like the kind of thing that if it were so, researchers would be all over this. Security right. researchers would be all over this, and it wouldn't be that hard to figure out if it were actually happening. It is a good research topic, I think. I think maybe there's somebody out there working on a PhD that would like to uh, <laughs> take this right. on as their one of their research papers. Well, and I haven't found any anything other than anecdotal uh, evidence, right. which we agree anecdotal evidence is not evidence. Is not evidence. Right. It's right? anecdotal or it's evidence. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, but and there's tons of anecdotal evidence about this. People are right. convinced that Everybody it's has stories. On the other hand, um, the sophistication with which these tracking systems work, I think, could fool you into thinking 
that perhaps it was listening to a conversation when Correct. it actually wasn't. It would be simple enough to find out if it's happening from our phones listening to what we're talking about. I would think so. So here's what I propose. Uh, if we have any listeners who have actual data about this, I'm not looking for anecdotes. I'm looking for a scenario where someone has actually studied this and looked into it to try to conclude whether it's actually happening or not. Please let us know. You contact us on Twitter. It's at the Cyberwire. Mm-hmm. Or you can send us an email. That's uh, questions at the Cyberwire.com. We'll talk about it here. We'll probably talk about it on uh, Grumpy Old Geeks uh, coming up this week. <laughs> and um, we'll see if we can get to the bottom of it. All right. I like that idea. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Joe. My pleasure, Dave. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. And now a word from our sponsor, SpyCloud, the leader in operationalizing cybercrime analytics. Traditional threat intelligence is a thing of the past. Cyber criminals are stealing vast amounts of credentials, session cookies, and financial data every day, and it's hard to keep up. SpyCloud is the trusted partner businesses turn to to fully understand their darknet exposure risk and neutralize threats before it's too late. SpyCloud alerts your organization as soon as an employee or customer's data appears on the darknet, so you can act faster than bad actors to prevent cyber attacks like ransomware, session hijacking, account takeover, and online fraud. With insights from the industry's largest repository of recaptured data, protect the digital identities and systems most important to your business. Get your free corporate darknet exposure report at spycloud.com slash cyberwire and see what information criminals have in their hands today. That's spycloud.com slash cyberwire.